So thank you both for being here. Hi, I'm Alan Steinfeld, and I'm back with another conversation with Geraldine Orozco and Marina Sarin. And this is a conversation I've wanted to have for a long time because, and I'll put it out there, if you don't mind, Marina, that you've been having a bit of a hard time dealing with the adjustment to ET contact and those beings that want to you feel manipulate and control you and you you want to express your free will as a human being and on Geraldine's side I don't want to speak for anyone so I'm just laying out the the understanding here as I understand it so please correct me and update it so you're saying Marina that even if you've made an agreement on of the higher mind in the past what you want now and what you choose now can override that past agreement and I think Geraldine says and I don't know Geraldine your higher mind actually knows more than your everyday person and you may want to override it but what about the agreements of the path is that right Geraldine and then I'll... uh no not not quite okay. not quite but let's okay. jump into it and we can okay. we can talk about that well, let's jump into it what with Marina's um, um, experiences of what's been happening lately and how you feel about it you've expressed it very well to me so tell everyone Marina what what's going on with you because it's been causing you a lot of stress I think if, if you want so please tell us sure well when when I was um, in 2017 during my awakening my Kundalini experience it was the first time ever that I realized that I was part of the great heavy programs and that's when I started to have a lot of experiences with these beings, etc. You know, and so um, what happened? It's that I, I didn't oppose the connection so far. I didn't have anything against it, and I was really like I was so much into Bashar. You know, this being this hybrid being that has been being channeled by Lanka and has been talking about the idea of the great hybridization program agenda, and you know. Um, so far, I've been in agreement with the idea of, you know, giving my DNA for to the grace to in order to create these hybrid beings. It's been okay with me, and I even uh, felt like resonance in their teachings, you know, because I have had lifetimes there. So those beings to me were, you know, resonating with my energy at that time. Not entirely in all aspects, but you know, in, in some of them. And so I didn't oppose it. In fact, I was uh, really uh, happy to make that connection because I, I love their teachings. Uh, and when it comes to the second part, you know, of that hybrid program, which is um, bringing those children here to planet Earth so that they blend with our society and then they have children with our with our people so that we eventually become what they call the sixth hybrid race, which is an ultimate hybrid species, you know. I didn't oppose it at first, but I was suspicious about it. I mean, I wasn't truly like um, happy with that, um, let's say experiment or that agenda because we are not even collectively like um sure aware of extraterrestrial life you know and if we have thousands of people in our community who is just not agree agreeing with that agenda or with that plan of evolution and prefers other way imagine 
our whole species, you know, they need, they deserve, they have the rights to have a space of exploration of the decisions they want to, you know, take for themselves. But they are not giving us the opportunity. They're jumping and rushing on their agenda saying their habits are coming, the habits are coming. It's really important that now you focus on your role in the hybrid agenda. I've heard that a lot by them, you know, like it's really important that now you focus more than ever. And it's like, why rushing up? I have heard this from many people in the programs that they have been called to, you know, focus, focus, etc. And so what happened to me, it's that uh, some years, some years uh, ago, about two or so, I started to reconnect with one of my um, um, most, let's say, uh, one of the closest uh, ET species that I've ever felt ever connected in my life, which is um, blue skin beings that are Anunnaki and they have a connection to inner earth, to Hyperborea, to, you know, many civilizations and they have been here, they have visited us, you know, um, since millennia of time, you know, I've had many lifetimes in which I work closely with them, you know, and they love us a lot and they taught us, they taught us a lot of knowledge, they are amazing. And so they were working with me, they started working with me um, telepathically and psychically with my higher mind. This has, this has been said by um, Channel Pleiadian Being from, you know, by Rob Gauthier, that they, they started working with me psychically with my higher mind in order to connect me to a part of history or a part of my DNA, my spiritual lineage, that uh, it was really strong within me, with my soul. And, you know, in their guidance, they showed me, because there are different species from the hybrids, they showed me other options that were not the hybrid agenda, the hybrid, let's say, reality of Earth, but rather a natural evolution. And that natural evolution is inside uh, a cosmic era of evolution, of cycles of evolution of humanity, of humanity called... Um, the great cosmic era of um, of Earth, you know, in which it's composed of seven different, um, let's say, great races. And among them, there are the Atlanteans, the Lemurians, the Hyperboreans, etc. So when they started working with me, they showed me this different possible timeline for us, in which we become what they call, the, or, or what the test, you know, the Akashic Records call the sixth root race, you know. Yeah. And so, Parting from that, when they started guiding me, sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. The hybrids started to sabotage my connections and my astral encounters with these beings. Sabotage your connection. Sabotage. Like, I will have astral travels or encounters with these beings. I will be receiving guidance, symbols, synchronicity. And the hybrids will interfere in that specific experience and they will just blurry up all of the symbols and try to introduce themselves harshly in my reality, showing me the baby, showing me, forcing me to kind of like not focus on these other beings. And right. it was not one single time. And after I received more than just those kind of sabotage, but other kinds of sabotage that, you know, I could take much more time, but I'm going to just wrap it up. No, that's okay. After a time of receiving so much constant manipulation of them trying to pull me over to their timeline, I remember that these ETs came to me. It was not just one single species that were working with me. It was 
uh, also the beings from Aldebaran, Pleiadians, you know, even inner earth people, they came to me and they said, the hybrid, you're not being deluded. You're not being deluded by other beings because some people were coming to my life suggesting me that maybe it was, you know, my own projections and maybe I wasn't, you know, being confused by other beings. So they, they came to me, they contacted me and said, you're not being deluded, but you're not um, being, this. I mean, deceived. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's the word. You're not being right. deceived by other beings. The hybrids are behind the sabotage that you have been experiencing in your life so far. Mm. And they so, said, and I quote, sorry, I, I'm just rattling okay. it. No, please. No, go ahead. Okay. They, they, they say. As much time as you want to lay out the situation because we want to hear it all. So, yes, go ahead. Yes, please. They said, literally, the hybrids will do whatever it takes. And at that moment, I understood, like, my all my schemes about the hybrids being innocent beings are so online and everything just completely dissolved into what I knew it was true because I received manipulations that were beyond the idea of manipulations, but psychic attacks. Now it's not by the hybrids. It's by the grace that oversee the agenda. And I, I highlight this part because many people would say, well, the hybrids are pretty aligned and they will never do that. That's the point. The hybrids know that if they will perform such actions of psychic attack towards a person or manipulations, direct manipulation, their DNA will be damaged and they will be informing to the collective of their true colors, you know, because I am a conductor like every individual, you know, towards the collective consciousness of my own experiences with other beings. So instead of the the hybrids attacking me, because that's not how their reality works, and they do not want to damage their DNA and their reality. They just get along with a gray being, being the one who performs these things. And for some time, I have been shut up in the community about this idea that the gray the hybrid programs attacked me to the point of almost killing me but i've decided that the truth must be said and i've received converse, uh, confirmation already that i was not making it up that i was not being deceived so i'm speaking it up the the hybrids in my perspective they are highly agenda based and as my guide says they will do whatever it takes because they want to protect their timeline it's not that they are the future of humanity that only option but they want it. They want to preserve their timeline, but it is not our responsibility. We have free will. We have free choice. We have other options that doesn't involve the idea of hybridization agenda or timeline. There are plenty of timelines as I have been shown by them and many other species that have came in contact with me. Right. Mar- Marina, you are a hybrid. I mean, all of us, but you're a pretty hybrid type and you're integrating in the population and then you've also told me that they told you those hybrids that it was your higher mind that made the agreement and they saying you can't go against that agreement but you're saying i think that you're standing up for the human part of yourself that's what i like and you're choosing to change with your free will your your agenda well that's the issue that's the point that many people say well you're a hybrid and it's like Yes, but I'm not just Marina the hybrid. Like my hybridness is just not um, focused on that aspect of those species of my genetics, like my genetic collective holistic blueprint. Like 
I am hybrid in general with Anunnaki DNA and many other star nations DNA, but not just the gray hybrid part. You know, we have thousands, I mean, we have thousands of, you know, um, connections, you know, as beings, multidimensional beings. And mostly as human beings, we have more than just one species being connected to us. So the there's a tendency in the community of saying, well, I came from Arturus. Well, I came from Pleiadians. Well, I am a hybrid from this. No, you have many different genetics. We have many different connections, many different. So I'm not Marina, the hybrid of you know their civilizations. I have other connections that I feel much more connected to, and that I feel that I express more. So I wouldn't define me as that, you know, okay. hybrid. Well, okay, but your issue, just so I'm clear, and maybe people watching, is that you feel your free will is being interfered with because you're not going along with the agenda of the hybrids that want to come and take over this planet is that correct is that what the issue you're not allowing yourself to you're not being allowed to express what you can without interference the problem it's that when i agreed on, on, on the beginning of my lifetime to be part of this agenda there's you know a contract that you sign of co-creation you know so the problem is that sometimes, many times, not sometimes, beings become a little bit tyrannical with that contract, you know? So, and also the contract does not necessarily is um, created in one direction. Like for example, people think the contract is just about, you know, helping them. But the contract at the moment could be that I hire them to have this experience of feeling that my free will is being sabotaged, that, you know, and so, you know, the lesson right. is not to surround myself and say, no, I subordinate to your agenda. That's the lesson that I need to learn, that as I made an agreement and it's made on a higher level, I need to subordinate to your agenda. So that's the lesson and that's how I solve it. No, it can be whatever. It can be whatever. The agreement is, I mean, the agreement can be whatever. And so if the experience that I'm having, it's that my choice is not aligned with their agenda, then the lesson is not for me to subordinate and say, yeah, I want to co-create with you, even though it's not aligned with my highest excitement. I want to co-create with you. I have mm -hmm. to do it because there's an agreement. No, the lesson is for me to learn a way, you know, to become self-empowered, for instances, for example, or to learn sovereignty or to learn that I can, you know, change contracts. The universe is not monotonal. So that lesson, that typical lesson of the new age of like, no, but you made an agreement, so you need to subordinate to it. It's just one lesson among many lessons. So the higher mind will never make it so that it's that one lesson and that's it. It's multi-directional. So we're here to learn multi-directional ways in our spiritual path. That's the magic of the universe, that this is a game. And in a game, there's a lot of playability, you know, not just one way, but mm. thousands. Mm. So what do you think, Geraldine, now that you've heard like the, the story being laid out and the, um, and the, in a way, the issue that, I mean, Marina's been, I guess, attacked and stressed out about her interference with that free will. So what, what's, What's your, you know, input? So when, when we, uh, you know, because we're interdimensional beings and we come into this three-dimensional plane to experience this kind of, uh, you know, temporary experience, um, this is, now, we, we, we have to go back to the beginning. Like, we are hybrids, so we are a product of that hybridization program. 
Anyway, we are hybrid. We are product of that. So we are the hybrids that were being created in other timelines by other people that have made other agreements and essentially ourselves, right? So these agreements that we're making, we make them with ourselves, really. Um, the hybrids that are being created when we come into the three-dimensional plane, we are participating in sustaining this organism, uh, which is a matrix. It's a, it's a matrix multiverse that we participate in sustaining through the hybrids that are being created. The problem with that is that, uh, you know, uh, we get too stuck on the idea that anything belongs to us. It, I mean, this physical body, first of all, uh, is just a projection of infinite projections of ourselves. And it's, it's not so much that, um, uh, you know, when these hybrids are being created, they're taking parts of our, our genetic information to create more hybrids. And... There are many different agendas, many different races that have hybridization programs. Many, I mean, probably all of them, whatever. Uh, and all of those that are having these agendas are projections of the genetic code that we have within ourselves. So all, all of the agendas that we participate in as hybrid parents are basically our own genetic code being expressed in order to sustain the matrix multiverse. So... Um, it, in my experience, I haven't experienced having any kind of these agendas, uh, you know, forcing any kind of activities of any kind. Um, but I do know that uh, in the terrestrial plane, you know, they are very, uh, let's say, um, you know, they want to uh, include you into these kinds of programs in the terrestrial plane, like, for example, in military abductions, and they take your information for cloning and, and things like this. But um, what, what I've noticed from the free will component of all this contact is that um, it really depends on the vibrational frequency that we're at. And that I think that one of the most, uh, I guess, traumatic parts of waking up your awareness to contact is that the more that you wake up, the more you become aware of things that you didn't realize you are participating in in other dimensional planes. Because most of our lives, we, we spend completely disconnected from interdimensionality. And things that we think we're dreaming or things that we think are just visions or just illusions are actually actual things that are taking place in other dimensional planes. I think that when we become more and more aware, we're changing our frequency to those things, they become more clear even 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 technologies or experiences to to um, blur out the experience now becomes clear and we become we understand what it is that we were participating in in all these things and that can be very very traumatic for us because we are used to having um, this idea that we are uh, you know experiencing things that are tangible and we either agree to things or we don't agree to things but in reality um, all of these things that we're experiencing in the physical and interdimensional uh, planes are things that are participating in a much larger organism, the evolution of a much larger organism, in a sense. Right. And even though even the reproduction system, the reproduction system of all of this is um, it, it goes beyond just um, ideas of service to self agendas. I think that it's the sustainability of an organism that 
once the human changes its frequency, can choose to either continue participating in or continue to move out of the three-dimensional matrix multiverse. And the matrix multiverse is just one fraction of other dimensional planes that we're participating in. The thing, I think the biggest lesson for the human in this, all these experiences is for it to be, to understand the mechanics of creation, that from its core essence, it's projecting these experiences based on its belief systems, frequencies, and how we can change those frequencies is basically how we are moving with our uh, information, the, the data that is within us, that we begin to deep program, fear-based programs, you know, limiting belief systems, all of that changes and morphs the frequency of ourselves, changing our resonance so that the resonance now changes what we interact with. In my early experience, when my contact got to the peak point of that contact, um, uh, you know, I was experiencing attacks or these kinds of, um, you know, very intrusive kind of interactions. And what I realized is that the moment that I became a fearful of them or afraid, it would immediately become stronger, you know, and I would and, and I would be pulled sometimes into some of these contact experiences. Um, and when I became aware of that and said, no, I don't want to participate in that anymore, then it would stop immediately. So we learn how to kind of break these contractual agreements just the way that we're breaking contractual agreements with our family, friends in this terrestrial plane. We have to also do the same in these higher dimensional planes because this infinite consciousness that chooses to experience all possibilities is for that reason, to experience all possibilities. And the, the sustainability, the, the matrix program is sustainability in the matrix program. It's survival. And all of these aspects of three-dimensional plane are playing out survival roles in whatever image they can say. I don't prescribe to the ideas of uh, ET wars or any of these ideas of preservation of bloodlines because I think that that's just the human perception of just organism playing out its dualistic expression of survival. And mm -hmm. I think that it's a natural expression of all organisms in this matrix multiverse that, that we have a choice to transcend. So once we become aware of that, transcending it is just a matter of changing frequency. But, and mm -hmm. No, I just wanted to just um, understand and integrate it um, because you said, let's say, we're becoming more and more aware, right? And so we're looking at the old programs that no longer work, but we also set up tests for ourselves to, like you said, overcome the fear. So that may have been part of the higher mindset. Okay, we're gonna set this test up and we're gonna see if you can reclaim your power. Uh, that's one level. The other level is that um, we can change our free will and say, no, this is what I'm up to now, and this is where my destiny rides. So it's saying no, but even though Marina said no, the, the attacks don't stop, right, Marina? There's still, so is there something that she needs to do that maybe she's not doing in order, or maybe that's part of the test, or maybe... Well, I, I, I don't yeah. tend to believe that yeah. we have necessarily any tests. I think that we're experiencing all possibilities based on our belief systems, you know. Mm -hmm. So if somewhere, somewhere, there's even a smidgen of doubt in anything across the board, 
it will manifest, especially when you're at these higher levels like Marina, which already knows how to master a lot of things in her life. I mean, she's already highly developed uh, hybrid organism, you know, and, and this happens. I see this a lot with my clients, clients that are already at a high level. They've been working on many different things. And the thing is that our experiences, as we wake up, they become magnified. They become magnified in the repetitive pattern that we're playing. If our core belief since childhood was, for example, that we are unworthy, that's that's example, in we are able to overcome the terrestrial manifestations of that belief system. When we open up to the higher dimensional planes, such as interdimensional contact, we're gonna be experiencing the same lesson in, in, in a more magnified way. Now it's gonna look like hybrids that are being that have been created. And these contractual agreements to create hybrids, for example, um, are things that are done the moment you come in as a fractal to participate in a, in a three-dimensional matrix because it's the sustainability of it as we see it through the language of, of matter, of creation, of, of energy transference, and of the manipulation of data, of information that we hold within our genetic code. Mm -hmm. you know, um, So it's, it's more than just, um, I believe, these kinds of um, just you know, ideas of, of having to battle that, I think that it's more that the soul, this source essence of us that chooses to experience all possibilities is just exploring. And when we look at it from a point of exploration, immediately all of the limiting beliefs begin to dissolve pretty quickly. And that's when we can come into the true free will uh, neutral state. Mm. Yeah, Marina, what do you think? I think one thing I just want to add is that... Um, there may be agendas that have been set up, but the timelines, the the ongoing um, evolution of the moment of of creation is always changing, Correct. and we always have options to move it in a new direction because we want the future not to be based on the past. So there's, Mar Marina, what's what's your response to what Geraldine said, and does that help you at all? what she said or well, not. I, I appreciate of course um her perspective you know because all truths are true and everything is valid so i agree with many of the things she expressed you know um i agree with also that that limiting beliefs i also do not support the idea of battling um but unfortunately uh, this is a little bit um this kind um unfortunately we as, as she will also defend you know there are higher there are agreements that we make on higher levels that we are not aware of so for me that fits into yeah. the part in which i am um exploring the disagreement with this being so again many people will say well the agreement is that you support them that's not what i have to subordinate to if i don't find excitement you know because i am a free sovereign being but maybe it's the exploration of how I can um, let go of this connection, well, how I can let go, how can I stop experiencing these people in my reality? Because something that I learned myself is that, you know, um, we, as she said, we are hybrid beings, you know, we are made of many different genetic codes and also aspects of, of our own multidimensional self. So when we are choosing an incarnation, there are many aspects of the cells that are coming, you know, that are converging, that are coming to be expressed into this, um, let's say, avatar that it is, um, you know, our, that is going to lead um, the, let's say, 
yeah, like, like the archi architecture of our life, you know, of experience in this lifetime, you know, in this incarnation. So they are coming here, each of them to give something, um, to share something of their experience, to, you know, give their own little bit of data of information, you know. So the problem is that, you know, if you are, for instance, is part of a great hybrid agenda, that means that you have an aspect, you know, uh, in your DNA that it's been, that has experienced lifetimes as, as uh, part of their own species, their collective consciousness. So when there's an agreement or when there is that, that aspect of yourself being part of this, you know, um, avatar that is your lifetime here on earth, they, because of that resonance, because you share their, let's say, genetic blueprint in your uh, codified, in your reality, in your experience, in your expression of self in this avatar, they have, let's say, the opportunity or their, the capability of um, sharing information um, with your higher mind than then, because it's it's information that is shared into um, towards higher octaves of your fractal self, which is your higher mind and your subconscious, you know, and all those higher aspects of your mind. It just travels down to the uh, the lower levels, which is your physical life. So they can, in other words, summarizing, they can manifest certain, um, let's say, experiences or circumstances in your life that might pull you down to their direction. And that's the problem with working with beings that have their own agenda or their own, let's say, desire to preserve their own timeline. So, you know, for instances, yes, I have, I do have an aspect of my genetics that is part of their civilization of their collective, and it might even support them, but I am not just that one single, single aspect. I'm made of many, and the rest of them, my beingness, who is observing all of them at the same time, let's say discussing who we are now, supports the others let's say um connection more than this one because it's the direction that i have chosen to take myself to work with the energies that i choose that i are more aligned with who i am right now more of my excitement and so why they can interfere so much apart from the contract it's because as i have had many experiences in the past with them they have become really, let's say, materialized in my reality. I mean, really, let's say, programming my reality, their own genetic blueprint. So they put a little bit of resistance of me awake, on me awakening other codes that uh, project multidimensional speaking, other timelines that are not containing the preservation of their timeline, but rather the preservation of other uh, species timelines or other, you know, beings you know um that are connecting to me that are part of myself so you feel like an interference that's not allowing you to expand and uh even though geraldine she said no she doesn't want this it it doesn't seem to be being listened to i think so what could you say to help marina you I know mean, you know, yeah. I, I'm thinking about my early experiences um, about four years ago when the MyLabs got very, very intense. There was a moment where I, I also felt incredibly helpless at that moment to think, you know, um, how can, how, at what point 
um, you know, does my word mean something in these dimensional planes? And I think that um, what I experienced for myself is that I had to come into complete surrender. And it was actually my resistance to the things that were happening that uh, was causing even more magnification of that. And, and, and what that did was in that surrender, I was able to hold more of my source in the physical body. And immediately it shifted just out of a vibrational frequency. And it's almost as if I, they would come, even I would feel them come to my room uh, in my home when I was traveling, but I would see them from above. And, it's, and I also practice something called a uh, body of glass. I imagine that this physical body doesn't exist, but I am a light. And that was actually one of the most powerful tools because when I was leaving the body, even in astral level, we have to change the frequency to seeing ourselves as a light because sometimes we're attached to the physical form and we take that into our astral travels vibrationally. So because there's too much density going on in the physical body that's left over. And so what happens is when we come into that neutral point and we're traveling in these higher dimensional planes, um, it's almost as if you become invisible in these spaces. The th and it, it really is a, a test to, your, to, to you and your awareness and your level of mastery over your physical body, over, over your environment, not just the physical, over all experiences. Because as you shift your frequency in that level, they literally won't even be able to see you, to interact with you. I never have never been called to connect with my hybrids. The reason why is because I realized early on that each one of these agendas had very specific things that I was not resonating with. Lower frequency agendas that I have absolutely no interest in participating in and higher ones that even I question and doubt their intention behind them myself. So I immediately cut cords and dissolved any kind of uh, connections that I have with them. What does that mean? Neutralize my attention to it, neutralize my intention towards uh, participating in that and changing my vibrational frequency. And what happened is that I immediately went to a higher level and no longer was I in resonance to experiencing this. And I realized that the more I disconnect from all races that are in my genetic code, a projection of myself, I can elevate to a higher manifestation of my own self, which transcends this matrix. And I think that's kind of like the thing that we want to do is to try to come as neutral as possible on all dimensional planes. And I think that's what you're going through right now, Marina, is that you're... You know, you also said you surrendered to it too. Uh, so you're right. So, so saying, you, but you're saying two things. I mean, so, yeah. Let me let me clarify what that yeah. means because, yeah. you know, at that moment I was thinking, okay, the contractual agreement. How do I cut it? You know, I don't want to experience this. I absolutely don't consent to any of this. I felt that, um, and I realized that that resistance lowers my density energetically. So when I when I surrendered. Surrendering means no longer applying meaning to the things that you're experiencing. That's what the surrender means. You don't apply meaning, you don't apply uh, emotion, you come into neutrality, you come into a center. And when you come into that neutrality, 
your vibrational frequency changes so you're not a match to these things because contractual experiential agreements are signed by frequency they're signed by resonance and they're signed by resonance uh in your entire ancestral lineage they're by they're signed by resonance by family bloodlines you know because we are hybrids we have been participating in these bloodlines the making the cultivation of those bloodlines for centuries especially hybrids like us that we remember our contact and are aware of all this you know we're now reaching the end point of our journey in this bloodline so the choice is very clear do you want to continue participation or do you want to elevate and we create a transmutational shift in the literal literal biochemical aspect of the physical body and the ancestral genetic code by making that choice that you're coming into a state of neutrality that's really what surrender means it means don't apply meaning or attention intention into any of these anymore you you have to transcend that wow does does that help marina does that yes, i completely agree because you know many people will define a surrender as saying i have to work with you yeah. right <laughs> that's not absolutely exactly. not <laughs> exactly that's yeah. so it's explained it quite perfectly you know so what will you do now to i mean do you think that's effective enough so you can be less stressed and less attacked and less invaded in your reality i mean will that do you feel like that's enough for you to help uh, you gain more stability in a sense with your own sovereignty yes definitely it does and, and she's really she's um she's, her explanations are amazing because that's true you know uh when i became more neutral about them and i didn't reply to their you know interference or to they calming me is when they were most you know like <laughs> uh let's say worried about it because they they saw that my energy was centered and it was you know directed towards co-creating with other timeline with other beings that are not of, of their preference because you know they have this opportunity when we are here in, our, in this physical uh, reality or terrestrial plane you know we are the directors you know our consciousness it's the directors of where we are projecting our spiritual energy forward so you know so even if you that's the point direction it's all victoria you know, a vector has a magnitude, has a direction, and has an orientation. So spiritual energy is vectorial. So like in physics, in mathematics, so what I mean with that, it's that they know that if they came into your reality and you engage to them, whether if it's a positive experience or a negative experience, your energy will be directed and project your, let's say, um, directionality of creation, of a projection in, in spiritual energy will be directed towards them. So you will start co-creating with them, you liking it or not. So if they see, if they want to engage with you and they want to, let's say, run more of their energy or highlight more of that genetic uh, ancestral um uh, uh codes that are sharing that are containing them you know their fractal consciousness in your avatar if they see that you don't do it um let's say in a positive way because you're um you're not excited to co-create with them then if they made an agreement of interference let's say or co-creation into something that causes you resistance or project negative emotions and they see that that's how you are reacting. They're going to continue because they know that you're projecting your creativity towards the direction. 
So that center point of neutrality that Geraldine was describing, was talking about, is exactly how we need to move forward. When we became just neutral about them, we're not intersecting our realities um, anymore at all, you know? Was that something you didn't do before uh, this conversation? Were you reacting in that? I mean, I don't know what your process was, but I'm just curious. I actually, I actually was uh, neutral about them, and I could continue. I, will, I could create and, and you know direct my energy towards a different direction, uh, all together quite perfectly. But you know, when some of these beings um, have this agreement on be your guides. Um, sometimes they can take, you know, their own, sometimes because they're working directly with your higher mind and your higher mind is octaves higher than your physical and your subconscious, they can eventually manifest, um, they can communicate with your lower aspect, uh, energies that might pull you into the direction. And, you know, they, they, they are part of this agenda. So it's, it's understandable. They want to guide you that way. But, you know, um, that's something I learned that sometimes when there is such agreement, uh, they can do it. But as Geraldine say, uh, said, agreements can be um, recreated or resigned when it comes to in terms of vibration, you know, in frequency, in state of being, let's say. So, so the only yeah. reason why they could, you know, do this, perform this is because I do have an aspect, a hybrid aspect within my beingness that resonates with their timeline. Even mm. though the collective, the overall holistic collective of, of selves, of aspects of self that is concentrated or converging here in this avatar is not agreeing or resonating. I have an aspect of myself that is put in resistance, you know, and the, trying to defend itself or to maintain itself um, you know, in this avatar. And that's why these beings, um, let's say, feel called to interact, you know. You, you know, it's interesting, you're talking about coming to neutral, and then we're talking about these other beings that have an agenda that aren't neutral. So in a way, the, the neutral state actually can transcend those agenda states, because agendas mean they're not neutral. So, but still, I feel, Marina, you're, mm, you're still stuck maybe in that process. I mean, are, I mean, you still feel like you're in the... It could be many yeah. reasons why, actually. Right. But I mean, I'm, I'm you, know, I, you know, I think you're both incredible women and you're both at the forefront of this movement. And it's just nice to get this really evolved perspective but uh, is, there, is there something more, Geraldine, that possibly um, Marina can do? Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know, and I, I'm really happy that we're having this conversation because I work with people every single day that have this, these kinds of things happen to them. You know, they have these experiences. And the reason why it's important for us to have the conversations of ET contact right now is because the, I, the concept of veil is thinning. That's not just... Um, it's not just the concept that's actually very real happening right now. We are moving faster through the universe. Vibrational frequency of the entire collective is higher frequency, which means that we have access to more of a 
physical, visceral experience with these with these beings, okay? And when that happens, we have to integrate really quickly many parts of us. And if we haven't done the inner heavy work with our the inner child work, the trauma work, if we haven't done that, it's going to hit us really hard. And it'll be hard to transcend ourselves on those levels, much less our everyday life. So we have to take a very careful look. And this is what I tell my, my own clients at your life, the patterns, the emotions that you're feeling daily. It is very human for us. We're cyclical beings. We go through cycles. We're not always going to be at the highest point. We have to go through different experiences. That's what the human experience is for, um, as Marina was saying. And we are transcending not just this aspect of ourselves, but all dimensional aspects of ourselves are evolving with us, through us. Beings are us. The greys is are us, you know. They are evolving as well. They are learning through their whatever they're manifesting. For example, in Marina's case, they're having this. And even in my case, you know, they're they're being so forceful. That's their evolutionary process. Just the way we come across people like that in our everyday lives. We have to learn to transcend infinitely. And I think the beautiful thing about this moment is time. in this time is that we are learning how to be multi masters of our multidimensionality. We need to we need to master three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, up to the thirteenth dimensional plane of our expression. So viewers that are watching this, this is a call and an invitation to your inner work, you know, to do the inner work. It starts at home in the meditation with your trigger points, with your um, darkness, your shadows. That has to be integrated infinitely. And this is part of the spiritual connection with the ET connection. This is why this conversations are important right now. Mm, yeah. Um, is there... There's a, you know, we're always evolving into our higher self, right? I mean, it's ongoing. It's not established at one point previous to incarnation. So, uh, what do you mean, Alan? Can you well, I mean, you know, well, before, let's say, incarnation, we had an idea of what we wanted to do and accomplish. But as we're in the process, those agendas change and we're evolving because the universe is evolving moment to moment so there's an evolution to consciousness so there's there's no set time for the future the future is unfolding as we're unfolding so if we say I want my higher self to be this in the future when we get there we might be beyond that so I'm just looking at the whole process uh, of, of shifting timelines moment to moment and um, and we we are always making contracts with the past. So I'm just saying, how do we free ourselves to be in the moment? Which obviously the hybrid agendas aren't because they have an uh, an idea. So I'm just trying to work it all out. They are still suffering from from a, a, a past contract that they had. And what you're saying, I think, Marina, is you're finished with it. You want to keep you want to keep being present is that right and and the problem is though you're not being allowed to do that is that be, but is that what you're feeling yes what i'm saying is that they have become 
tyrannical and corrupted in the contract that I made um, originally with them in this lifetime. Because yes, the idea of participation in the hybrid program is something that my higher mind already planned for this lifetime as, you know, like a choice, as, um, you know, a choice for itself, you know, something that I will have to experience, you know, that it, there will be no turnover for that, you know. But that I made such an agreement doesn't mean that I, in the now moment, have to continue forward with it, agreeing with it. Because the, the point is that, you know, many people think that when there has been an agreement or, you know, there has been, your higher man has created um, a contract, whatever, you must leave that forever or, uh, you know, um, or at least until the other part wants to. You know, and that's not true because the higher mind is not separated from the lower levels, you know, and that's the problem that sometimes we have understanding, you know, about how these different fractals work. The point is that as above, so below, it's a law, it's a universal law. And that means that the lower levels, even if they are disintegrating in perception of the higher mind on how the higher mind are created, it's created, you know, its own reality, it's not separated. There's not a let's say a separation from the higher mind and the lower aspect because the lower aspect by itself could not work by itself could not contain life by itself because it needs the higher consciousness the source energy the divine blueprint you know the five dimensional self which is the you know containing all this multi-dimensionality you know so the higher mind and the lower mind are it's a bidirectional dynamic communication it is within you so for instances if you have already had that experience of that contract with the higher agenda etc and now your next step in your evolution or your spiritual awakening it's that you have realized that it is no longer your preference you're no longer excited to be part of it it does no longer bring you joy or excitement and you do not wish to create that in your reality it is your not your ego being like you know, uh, confused or something. It is your higher mind itself communicating to your lower self that it is no longer who you truly are in the now moment. Because excitement, it's the way that your higher mind communicates to you that that is who you are. It's the indication of or revelation of who you truly are because you are excitement, you are happiness, you are light. Mm -hmm. And how you are light, it's your it's by expressing it in your, let's say, frequency, in your shout, in your, let's say, um, in your own colors. So if you're no longer excited in the moment to co-create with these beings, it is not your lower self, you know. It is also your higher mind giving you a different directionality, a different option, and a different path. Right. You Didn't you... Did you sort of address that before when you said surrender to something? Or is, is, is Marina saying something different, Geraldine, where, you know, the human side, the present side is, is coming forward and that's still being interfered with? So maybe you did say um, something like that before. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it is one, just, just like Marino was saying, we, we are definitely everything, we are one. That, and that's really the key to, to even understanding these concepts. Sometimes these concepts become very complex because we forget, we think of ourselves as ourselves and the other, and there is no other. It's just you and what you're creating in, in your field. Um, 
but that, that being said, I, I really want to clarify two really important points um, regarding, uh, you mentioned, Alan, that we kind of have an idea of what we're coming here to do. And that's something that I also want to address because people, yeah. um, they get they get quite fascinated with that concept. And then they get disappointed when they don't achieve the thing that they think they were supposed to come here to do. And I think that also causes conflict when we talk about things next level, like the hybridization agreements. Mm-hmm. Um because in reality, uh, as as these infinite beings coming here to experience, I think the thing the where we want to shift our focus is that everything is an experience, and we are infinite potential, with here to experience infinite possibilities, and that is really important to remember. There is no finite goal for the soul or for um, you know the mission of any kind. I mean, we're here to experience anything. The only thing that we need to remember is what will be creative and what will be counter-creative. And, th- and when we come into the three-dimensional plane, that's the only laws that we're abiding by. Are we choosing activities that are going to be creative or experiences that will be counter-creative? And I think that as these human organisms, we're kind of making that choice on all dimensional planes through all kinds of potential experiences. And the more creative experiences that we choose, the more the vibrational frequency shifts, rises, moves faster. That is not in a in, in a match to um to um, this three-dimensional matrix multiverse. It can then transcend the reincarnation cycle that is a part of this matrix multiverse. Many people have already experienced the spectrum of their fragments of themselves um, through all of their archetypal aspects. Um, and they they have been become aware of their all their archetypal aspects and other dimensional aspects of themselves. Many like... Um, like us that have been here such a long time and that now are aware of that can now make that choice. All of our viewers here on this channel are very aware of that and can make that choice. So I think it's very important that the other aspect of that that I want to talk about is what are experiential contracts. Experiential contracts, um, literally, it's what is uh, being projected from our holographic genetic information. That is what it is. All we're doing is cycling through things that have uh, we, we we are currently experiencing in simultaneous timelines as a whole. So, for example, if our mother is part of the hybridization program, we also participate in that hybridization program because it's in our genetic code. What does that mean? Your DNA has been genetically modified for centuries since the origin of time in Mesopotamia. Most of you, your bloodlines have been preserved through royal families. You're descendant of those royal families. Royal families concentrate this data information in your genetic code to strengthen certain features of your genetic information, which means you're strengthening features that are connecting you to species and frequencies of these species like Pleiadians, Arcturians, Reptilians are all encoded in your genetic code. So all that we're doing as humans is that this is being expressed into the human hologram that we're experiencing and we we do so that's what an experiential contract is those those encodes and genetic modifications are being expressed our data is being utilized to create more hybrids that are being inserted back into the reincarnation cycle and also um Uh, populating other many other aspects and other dimensional aspects of ourselves so 
again, the, the DNA is actually the core of the information that we want to clean up, in a sense, neutralize as much as possible from those repetitive cyclical patterns. And that's actually really how you changed your experiential agreements. It's through that inner work that you begin to dissolve into a neutral point. You become nothing, essentially. You want to come to the highest neutral point. Now you can choose. Now this is where free will starts to take place. Any time before that, we actually don't really have free will. All we're doing is playing out repetitive roles because we are a product of what we have been. And our agreement to that is in the agreement to not do the work to deprogram that data in our information. So if you want to apply free will to your experiences terrestrially and interdimensionally, it's the work that will change that because your entire organism shifts vibrational frequency according to the work you're doing. So that's, that's what I want to say. So you're saying as long as we have issues or incomplete or a dark side we haven't dealt with, we're really not acting from free will because we're reacting Correct. to those um, internal um, upsets. So we think, mm -hmm. well, okay, I'm going to stand up to this, and then, but we're really... Um, still dealing with stuff that doesn't keep us free. So what? even if we thought we had free will, we're still being driven by ancestral matrix conditioning. So does that make sense to you, Marina, that you're still maybe dealing with that? Possibly? I don't know. 100% no. because that's actually, that's, that's actually how they insert themselves in my reality. And sometimes, you know, uh, pull me over their focus, you know, co-creation, direction of co-creation, because I have a hybrid aspect living within me that wants to preserve that timeline, as I said. So many times I've had experience in which that aspect, you know, was not put in balance, was not put into, uh, was not healed, you know, from my, you know, genetic blueprint. And what happened is that I saw myself, even if I claim I, um, I do not want to have this kind of co-creation with this agenda, with these beings, because that aspect was not healed, was not put in balance. I had an experience with them in which I went into the astral and that self was, um, let's say, vulnerable. It was emotionally vulnerable, it was mentally vulnerable, and she was put to work with them. And she was subordinating to all of, you know, everything that they were asking her to do. And so the more that I will heal that unconscious aspect of myself, the less they could really intersect them, their reality with my reality. So that what she explained about the holographic genetic projection is completely um, accurate. I will say it's, it's amazing explanation. So that helps then, right? This is what is... Um... You feel like, as, will that shift your, because I think you have such important work to do here, and I think you are a spokesperson for, for a new level of consciousness, but maybe working through whatever things are up for you will make it even more a, a powerful uh, a statement because you're working through it, uh, you know, in a hardcore way. You're going for it, so... Um, you know, there, but there's always stuff that we sometimes throws us off our neutral ground, but I guess that's right. You, you've even said that to me, Geraldine, like stuff comes up where you're getting 
That's so, the human experience. It's a never, yeah. it's a lifelong process, you know, and we're always going to go through this. And if you're not going through these things like Marina's going through, then, you know, what are you going through? You know, you're probably going through that similar thing in a different way, probably with your own family or your relationships or whatever, you know, this is never ending. And so the sooner we get up to those higher levels, the quicker we'll be able to integrate. That's why it's important to have these conversations. And I'm really thankful to Marina for even talking about that publicly, because I know it can be very difficult to, you know, share that kind of vulnerable experience. And so you're super brave and awesome. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank I you. And I think it's really important to have also these conversations because, yeah. um, you know, everything matters, you know, in, in, in our individual and collective experience. You know, we have many aspects of self. We have many different uh, facets. So the politics, you know, are also a facet that is important. So, for instances, when I decided that I wanted to learn something, I was having my own individual experience when I, but when I decided that I wanted to become let's say interested in politics because we were I was being informing to this thing about you know races and timelines I think that this is something that I also downloaded uh, or synchronized myself with collective you know and it is a matter that needs to be discussed because we are now you know in the beginning of, of open contact of you know disclosure and I think that this needs to be brought into the community attention this needs you know our attention needs to be brought into this in the community because politics also matter and all politics are also a part of ourselves. and at, at the beginning i was really you know rejecting the exopolitics because i thought that's the narrative it doesn't matter you know but the point is it's an aspect of ourselves it matters it matters right. we need to also put attention to it and discuss it because that part of ourselves also needs to be evolved you know and now well, more than ever no, I was going to add that after when Geraldine said, you know, there's always something coming up in your family or your lineage. But even when you get to that place of neutral, we're still in a world that's at war. There's people starving. And so that is an aspect of our greater consciousness, too, where we all need to work because that's us. You know, we may have cleared some of that on a personal level, but it's in our field. It's part of our extended consciousness. So. Right. How do we and work that, with that? Yeah, go ahead, Geraldine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sorry, um, you know, oh, it's ahead. great that you brought that up because that's kind of like the next level of, you know, the human that's here to co-create can only co-create when they come to that point and affect the collective. Because just like we're talking about this free will and we can't really even have free will until we do that, it's the same thing for the collective. We come into these wars to a lot of kind of problems that we're dealing with. War, war is a real thing. I'm just saying conflicts that are occurring, many distractions that are occurring in the world around us. And we can choose timelines for the collective collectively by you know changing our own frequency and coming into that ability to create by coming into a center of neutrality and also the, the 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 life force that is love which is a creative life force is what we want to create chemically energetically magnetically in the physical body and hopefully create kind of like a grid around this earth of many of us that are coming into that neutral point and then begin to affect these timelines as they move for the whole and so this is kind of where we all kind of call people to to come into that place because it, it matters for what we're experiencing here collectively in the future. But then how do we choose the, um, I mean, we can only affect change in ourselves. 
right? So Correct. How- exactly. So, but when we come into that place, we harness life force more through the body, and that life force begins to adjust the frequency of the collective as well. More of us that change ourselves and work on the selves can harness more life force into the earth and we begin to uh, change the frequency of the earth the earth is just an extension of ourselves we are an extension of the earth so we can change and shift that essentially right so marina does this how you feel about this i mean how what are you doing i'm just curious about your process um because you 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 still look a little upset if you don't mind no no i I, I mean, I'm just wondering, maybe you're not. Okay, what's happening? I'm just curious how no, it is. I was thinking actually about um, about a guidance that I received um, by my, my, my extraterrestrial, you know, uh, family. And it's that, you know, I was having this issue about directionality, about, you know, where I want to go forward and this thing with agreements and, you know, aspects of self-interfering. And so I was seeing a symbol a really ancient symbol in synchronicity in my reality, which is a thunderbolt, you know, like a ray of the sun, but it has an arrow and it 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 does not go straight. It has like this um let's say pattern, you know, this yeah. sort of like a square pattern. Right. And so I was connecting to it and I was asking myself, well, what does it exactly mean? You know, what it exactly means. And it just connects amazingly in synchronicity with my experience because, you know, what I experience it's that these beings that come into my reality and you know they want to pull me over to to their timeline, that unconscious aspect being unhealed within my DNA, it's blocking my third chakra, which is the free will. You know, the one that has the willpower, the directionality, where you project your energy, your spiritual energy forward. It's all about direction of our will. So, you know, when I was seeing that symbol, I went to sleep and my guides came through and showed me this, you know, pattern, this ray of sunlight pattern being like this, you know, a squared shape and having an arrow. And they said, even if you let's say oscillate into different you know orientations directions and you just go right and left and left and right and and, and not fully align with you want to project your, your direction your spiritual energy forward you will the point that matters is that you don't stop that you always move forward so the answer for me to that was that instead of blocking my will my willpower and stopping trying to you know shut that down that direction of my energy was rather to embrace it and as Geraldine will will say that's the point of neutrality you know embrace it because embracing it doesn't mean that you're co-creating towards that direction no where your free will is placing its direction is where you say that you want to go where your heart says that it wants to go so that you embrace that different orientation that you're experiencing now or that you're manifesting now through your own heritage does not mean that you're surrendering to going forward completely and you know ultimately towards their direction it means that you're just embracing that agreement of experience so that will eventually if you instead of stopping there and resisting if you move forward you will just end up going towards the direction that you have stayed 
that you wish to go. And that's the power of the sunlight, of the ray of the sun, of the willpower chakra, of the free will. <laughs> so is that a shift for you about that? As you sh is that like, um, will that change things you feel? Yes, your... I feel Geraldine was, you know, completely synchronized with my guides, with my extraterrestrial guidance. It's, it's a, you know, perfect moment. Beautiful. Well, she is extraterrestrial. Like, That's like, amazing. Yes, that is beautiful. Thank you both for kind of working through. And, and let's continue these conversations for sure. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people, even online, they're talking about, well, do you just break your contracts? And there's a lot of interesting comments. Um, um, you know, let's see what's coming and being in the world, creating love um, as part of it. Just being here is enough. I don't know about that. I feel blessed for what I've seen. Uh, it helps to be around people who are fire frequencies and are talking about this. I mean, there's a lot of people that might not understand what we're saying, but we're talking multidimensional, incarnational, intertwining of um, uh, directing a new timeline for Earth, really. I think yeah. this is why we're here. And... Um, it hasn't been created. I mean, so like talk about that just a little bit and then we'll wrap up Geraldine about, you know, when we come in, there are things we want to create. And then the, there's always a movement in the time flow that's giving us new information. And I think this is what Marina was saying. The, you what you thought was your excitement before may not be your excitement now when we talk about following our highest excitement. So it's, right. we're changing beings. So Yeah, I mean, well, if we just look at the construct of our reality, I mean, even the entire multiverse, it's spiraling and moving forward. So it doesn't even matter at what point you are, you're always moving forward. We're always evolving. Evolution is a natural aspect of our of our experience here. So uh, many people, they feel, you know, it's like I take two steps forward. It's almost like I take 10 steps back, but that's not really true. We're just learning infinitely new ways to transcend perhaps old patterns or perhaps create new patterns that we're going to continue transcending. And so um, I think it's, uh, you know, when we talk about this co-creation, as, as you were talking about, um, you know, the power of coming into a state of, of love. We love ourselves and we love all things around us. Even even the frequency of love can be very transformative um, because it's a, it's a chemical expression in the body that's shifting everything down to the cellular level. Um, so I think that, that you know, that, that's an important thing that we need to remember when we're co-creating. We're never tied to any any one story. We can change our story at any time. And um, it happens even in these interdimensional contact experiences. Right. It may even happen more because there's so many parallel timelines that we're that are merging exactly merging and also splitting every you know they're exactly yeah exactly. Well, Marina, I know you have a lot of great things ahead. Both of you are doing such fantastic work. I really admire the the leadership in both of you to forge a new path. That's what I'm doing with new realities. And we're all, we are coming together to support each other in this process. And um, I'm excited. I'm very excited about where this can go. And 
and it's yes you we need to discuss this we need to discuss multi-dimensional intersections and how to work through it with each other's support so yeah yeah thank, thank you alan so much for hosting this and all as always you know yeah. fearlessly putting out this cutting edge information which not mm -hmm. any, anybody else talks about and it needs to be discussed so thank you for having the vision you know to do that yeah thank you yeah i want to bring in these new ideas because it's also opening up our brains to access new knowledge so as these things go out into the collective that maybe have never been said or just in private groups or that other people get the download of what's possible and how to stretch into multiple realities multiple senses of themselves expand their own you know, we are so multidimensional, but we've been so dumbed down by the matrix consciousness that now by talking to both of you, more people can experience these aspects that may not have made sense to them about a year ago or something. Um, thanks. I also want to just show what's coming up for Marina. If you have something too, um, Geraldine, please share. Do you see this on your screen? make contact with extraterrestrial workshop do you see this is marina's workshop that's coming up at portal to ascension this is is this like the first major workshop you've done marina first solo workshop and what what will you cover in this well i'm talking about the dynamics of extraterrestrial contact uh, i'm talking about um how someone can like i'm giving the tools the tools that I learned by, um, by myself, by a system downloads that I was given in order to move forward more, um, you know, with more flow into the idea of exploration of extraterrestrial content and how can someone let go of that resistance, those fears, those negative beliefs, and those blockages that might be, you know, stopping us from actually uh, manifesting or, you know, that experience, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's great that you're, um, you know, putting yourself and becoming public and you have a great career ahead of you. And, and G Geraldine, what's coming up? Well, we're going to be in Sedona, Geraldine. Yeah, talking about yeah. Next week the, we're in Sedona. Yes. This is for yes, the yes. Sedona retreat by Suzanne Ross. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, the following weekend, uh, we will be on Portal to Ascension again when we're going to be talking about ET races. That's going to be an amazing oh. conference as well. And then we're also going to be in San Francisco at the Northern California UFO Con. That's right. Yeah, the UFO Con in this in San Francisco here. So lots of exciting things and uh, more things to come too. So. And also people watching, you know, this is happening to all of us. This is not just a dialogue. We are happening between the three of us. We are, um, you know, with this kind of Zoom reality and the interface with online people, this is now going out to the whole world. So looks, do you need to stretch, Geraldine? <laughs> anyway, thanks for your, t but well, let's pick this up. Let's bring in uh, Rob Gautier in the next, and there's some oh, yeah. other people. Yes, yes, you know okay. Rob. He has something to say about this. And just and and keep us updated on your progress, Marina. Like, you know, I think uh, now you seem happy. <laughs> Maybe you were happy before, but you know, thank you. And we'll also talk about 
doing a, a, um, a U.S. tour with Marina coming up. So um, maybe we'll do a dialogue with you and Marina in uh, Northern California, a live one. Okay, Geraldine? Oh, that would be amazing. I would love that. Yeah. Yes. Let's yes, definitely yes. plan that. Well, I want to just thank you for your time, both of you. You are brilliant lights, and I'm honored to be hosting this and um, turning people on to the beauty and possibility of what these new worlds are unfolding. So I'm Alan Steinfeld. Subscribe if you've been watching this on YouTube because the more people subscribe, the more people that subscribe and, you know, support this channel with Super Chats or whatever. It's not doing this to, for a commercial. I'm just doing this because this is the most, this is my highest excitement to talk to the cutting edge of, of what's going on. So thank you, yes, Marina, for being so brave and coming up and sharing, you know, the flow as it's happening to you. So. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Geraldine, for this amazing conversation. Thank I you. think this, uh, these are the things that need to be discussed right now. Yes, Thank definitely. You. And, and you, maybe we'll do a conversation with Elaine Dunay, right? Is that Elena Dunay? Mm -hmm. Yes, because she's dealing with this. I think Geraldine should be in that conversation too. And that. so we'll. Do you know her work? I don't. Uh, Elena, I don't know do, her yet. No. Oh, very interesting person. Lots of lots of awesome. people listen to her. So, all right, we'll do that. Thanks again, both of you. Much love. Much love. Take and care. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching and all the chats on um, YouTube. See you again 